Hello. Welcome. Welcome, 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 you guys. Hold on for one minute. Let me just get me right. I'm doing another system today, so let me get me right. Make sure it is okay. Y'all know who I am, Samaria M. Cobra. Give me one minute here. I have a few folks who will come in the room. And I'm hitting my screen. Come on here. Technology, y'all. I'm still learning my technology. Give me a one minute. All right, I think we are good to go. Can, can you hear me? I think we're good to go. All right, I'm fancy smanchy today, y'all. I am um, filming from a Zoom and I have my Yeti mic. <laughs> I love this mic, y'all. Um, recently lost, a, um, lost, launch, excuse me, a, a podcast. And it's called Couches and Conversations for Christian Counselors. You may want to check it out. It is the bomb. Uh, it's amazing. I also launched a new training course. It's going to be free for a week. So if you uh, listen to this on playback at next Friday at, um, after, I think, 12 or something like that, it will no longer be free. And it's for those who are Christian counselors who want to launch their own private practice. Like I said, it is free for one week. After that, don't be emailing me talking about, hey, I want to get in. Nope. It was three, four weeks and I've got some good responses. A lot of people have signed up for it. So thank you. So let's get started. Again, thank you all for my patience. This is my first time. So I had to make sure, you know, say I'm not tech and I'm working with it because, you know, the new world and, the, and all that. So my name is Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I love it. God is blessing me and I'm so grateful to do what I do. I am so grateful to do what i do hold on i'm seeing i'm hearing a found hold on see i'm i'm trying to get my i hear a, a feedback so i'm trying to get my oh, there we go all right so i shouldn't hear feedback no more all right see i'm still working on so be patient with me for those who watch this on the playback i'm still i'm gonna get it right you know you just have to learn everything's a learning curve so um so i'm the founder of kingdom creative counseling i'm a licensed therapist i'm a published author and i help people to get free spiritually emotionally and mentally free through jesus christ so i said i launched a podcast it's called couches and conversations it's going to be available just about everywhere um we're still waiting on a few platforms for approval but it's 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 it's, it's active and going um training courses launching a whole new consulting business so god is faithful and so i'm, I'm not telling that to brag but i want to talk to you about the prophetic because when we talk about your assignment and what you should be doing and and this time that god has given us um there are some things that you need to do now that are going to prepare you for the future i was in my bed last uh you know a couple days ago because i go to sleep every night <laughs> and the lord spoke to me and he said 2020 is only preparing you for 2021 and so that, that resonated in my spirit. There are some things that God is doing right now that he is only preparing you. You have to operate in a prophetic uh, mandate to be able to actualize and, and manifest what God is getting ready to do in your life. And I said this last time, um, I said, there are people that will come out of 2020 haven't done nothing. And then in 2020, 20, 2021 happens, there are other of us who've been preparing, who've been growing, who've been, who've been who've been really, uh, um, uh, really hearing from God concerning our next, and we're going to be blessed during that time. And then the people weren't doing that when we sit there looking like, well, you know, having, throwing shade and whatever else because they didn't do anything. 
And so it's really important that we operate under a prophetic mantle, a prophetic anointing to be able to be clear about our assignment. Now, I know I talk a lot to business owners. I talk a lot to people from a counseling perspective. Um, you probably have not been heard of me too much talking about the prophetic, even though um, my first book I ever wrote was on the prophetic, but I understand how God operates in my life, in my, in my, in my business, and how he uses the prophetic to get me to position me to places that I'm at now and to position me for my next, okay? So you guys have to be open. You have to, you need to, you really, really need to be open and really operate under the prophetic mandate to be able to actualize what God wants you to do. All right. So again, y'all know I'm, 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 I'm still working on the tech stuff. So I hope I'm still live. I think I'm still live. It says I'm live. I hope I'm live. <laughs> so the last time we talked, well, I've been doing a series. So what we talked about, yeah, I am still live, y'all. I'm still working with it. This is like new to me. I did a, a new thing. Uh, okay. So uh, the first area of the prophetic I talked about was prophetic accuracy, prophetic accuracy. Um, and, and prophetic accuracy, I'm just making sure, I'm just making sure. Prophetic accuracy, we talked about how you prophesy accurately uh, and how God uses the prophetic individually for you and for other people. And then we talked about why people um, operate uh, were inaccurate. Okay, and the truth of the matter is it is not to dog anyone out or make anyone feel bad or whatever, but we have people prophesying what God did not say. They told us in January things would be, I mean, June things would be over, did they not? They told us this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and a lot of that was from a place of prophetic inaccuracy. They were not accurate, okay? And we can kind of come up with excuses after the fact, this, that, this, that, and the third, this didn't happen. No, 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 we were inaccurate. Okay, they've also been prophesying. There's a lot of weird prophetic words, but there's also some prophetic words that's been telling us we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and it's not really from God. And I broke that down of one, why people are prophetically inaccurate. And I really did it so you don't be prophetically inaccurate. And God began to speak to me. He's like, Samaria, uh, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> and so, how, uh, why oftentimes, because when we're talking about the prophetic, even though it's a very real, uh, entity. It's a very real thing that God uses why people are inaccurate. Okay. And why uh, we become inaccurate. I talk about different things and then how we become accurate and prophetically. And it doesn't matter where you are in your spiritual walk. You can, you have a potential to be inaccurate and then you have a potential to be accurate. And there are certain things that you still need to do to be accurate. Okay. Uh, then we talked about, well, you know, we talked about prophetic utterances and those are the types and symbols by which God will begin to speak to us prophetically. Okay. He's not just going to use his voice. He, he uses symbols and, 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 and types and all these types of things. And then the third one with the prophetic decrees. So I talked about what the prophetic decrees were, why they are important to this season, how they are different from affirmations. As a, as a therapist, I do a lot of affirmations. I love my affirmations. However, an affirmation is not the same as a prophetic decree. A prophetic decree is a place of authenticity and authority that comes from God, okay? Uh, affirmation is meant to change your heart, to heal it, but uh, but prophetic decrees is a different thing, okay, entirely. So the prophetic decree. So if you want to watch that, you can go down the timeline, you can watch that, or just go to my YouTube channel, type in Samaria M. Colbert, uh, which you should be sub subscribed to, and it'll give you some context. This is really important, again, for this season, because we are in a time that we we have not seen it's been it's been done before in the bible with uh, pestilence and famine and all these things have happened but we have not seen this in our time 
okay, as believers in our time, but we never had no, no famine in our time, not talking about the Bible time, in our time. And so if we can look through scripture, but we can also have the ear of God to be able to know, God, what are you saying right now? God, what should I be doing? What is my assignment? You know, I began to prophesy a few days ago and I began to say this, I began to say, listen, the truth of the matter is the leaders that are in position do not know what they are doing. That's the truth. We're not dishonoring them. I'm an honor person that honors leaders, but they don't know. The reason why they don't know because they never experienced it. They're like the rest of them. They don't, but they're not going to say, oh, I, listen, I, don't, I have no clue. Like, they're not going to say that. You're not going to have a governmental leader or a spiritual leader or whatever leader they're in, uh, in your business, uh, in a business that you work for. They're not going to say, listen, we plan it by ear. We don't really know. We have no clue. We just as anxious and worried as you. They're not going to say that, okay? You, you're not going to hear that from a real leader, but that's the truth of the matter. And so those of us who are Christian, who have the ear of God, God is positioning us, not because we have it all together and not because we know everything, but because we have the ear of God. So he's positioning so many people, Joseph's, um, Daniel's, who, 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 who know the writing on the wall, who can interpret dreams, who have the anointing of God, so they can say, okay, God, what is going on? And you're going to be called up into places that you've never been called before because you had the ear of God, not based on your talent, your skill, or your ability because you had the ear of God. So it's now important that you operate or you understand the prophetic in a way that you've never understood it. Most of the time we think prophetic accuracy. We think about church and a prophet or pastor prophesying over us. We don't think about business. We don't think about your, 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 your business or or your insight concerning business and, and, and government and, and even arts and entertainment. Every industry does not know what they're doing. Every industry, every leader within that industry is sitting there like twitting their fingers. You need somebody that can hear from God and say, okay, this is what God is saying. And this is what you need to do. But you can't be inaccurate. Okay. You have to understand prophetic utterances. You need to understand prophetic decrees. And now we're going to talk about prophetic insight. All right, let's get it going. Okay, so prophetic insight. So what is insight? Okay, now if you look at the word insight, in sight. <laughs> and so I in and insight. So insight is in within the word insight, right? So prophetic insight. I'm going to talk about sight and then I'm going to uh, uh, merge the prophetic. Okay. So this is what it is. Insight is, or prophetic insight is the ability to correctly determine the future prophetic insight it is the, the ability to correctly and accurately determine the future okay now again it's not based upon an ability it is based upon hearing and perceiving what god is doing and i talked about in probably every live since the last three or four how God speaks to people concerning what his, you will never be ignorant. And this is what I also said, how, you know, people are sitting there wondering, why, why are you smiling? Or why are you so happy? Why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? Or why are you launching this? This is not the time for that. But you have prophetic insight to know what God is doing. You have the, and you are the inside man. You know, you know what's going on because you operate under a prophetic insight. Now let's get some scriptures context. Proverbs 29, 18 where there is no vision, the people perish. What is a form of sight is vision. Now, the, of course, the people, the, the, the scripture context is not just talking about uh, how you physically see. Vision uh, Vision is what, what you forecast. It is, is direction, it teaches a direction about, wh about where you are going. Um, a, a few years ago, I had a speaking engagement in uh, Virginia, okay? And anyone knows anything about me, you know that I 
have am directionally challenged. Like you can't tell me go down to West Market and go. I don't listen. I know where West Market is, but uh, between here and, and and West Market, which is not that far from me, I wouldn't got lost. Okay, so I had to depend on a GPS to get me there because I am directionally challenged. I just can't. It just not. It don't. It don't register. Okay, that's why I got GPSs on my phone at the time. I had a regular one that you plug into your car. Like I need that. So God gives us instruction or direction based upon the vision that he has for us but where there is no vision the people perish because you're wandering aimlessly with no purpose okay and the people the bible talks about vision is so important that without it you perish you die you have no purpose you just are uh, are going around life with with no type of insight because there is no vision Okay, so insight is also the ability to gain an accurate or deep understanding of a person, uh, of a person and, and, and thing. Okay, deep, there are people that have deep understanding as to what is going in this season. Where did that deep understanding come from? It, wasn't, it didn't just poop from, fall from the sky, didn't because they read so many books. They heard from God who spoke through his what? His word, and I'm holding my my B I B L E L, okay, my Bible, okay. So uh, we can prophesy through divine insight. We prophesy through divine insight, okay. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Uh, vision is the state of being able to see, perceive, and then move. Say that again. To see perceive which is perception we're going to talk about that in a minute and then move in the right direction so you can have if you have prophetic insight but you're not accurately moving in, in a direction what good is your insight see the prophetic insight is not just so you can prophesy out old people and they can be like oh my god you're so accurate i, I just oh you must be a real prophet what are you doing based upon the direction that god has given you all right let's get some scripture context and examples let me just check in real quick okay all right, thank you. Okay, somebody gave me a comment. Uh, this is I'm I'm new to this, y'all. So this particular platform. Um, okay. All right. Good. Okay. It looks like I'm still live, y'all. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Okay. I think so. All right. So I'm not trying to do. Hold on, y'all. Give me a minute. I'm gonna work it out. Next, next, next time I have this all together. <laughs> Uh, I think y'all could hear me. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I think y'all can hear me. All right. I'm gonna get it together. I'm just, I'm, as you can tell, I'm using Zoom now, which I really, really like, but this is just a new platform that I haven't used before. So I'm trying to familiarize myself with it. Okay. So let's look at a scripture example. First Kings 18, 43 through 44. Again, first Kings 18, 43 through 44. Y'all can read it on your own, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, Elijah tells his servant, now, mind you, let me give you scripture context. The context was that, um, th that, that there was a drought going on, going on, excuse me, during that time, a drought, you know, no rain, no water, stuff drying up. Okay. Uncertainty, uh, calamity, because if you have no water, you can't, you know, you can't, uh, feed your crops. Nothing is growing. Why? Cause there's no nourishment. There's no water. Okay. Now Elijah says to his servant, Go out and look at look look look. Uh, I, go out and look to the sea. Okay, go out and look to the sea. Um, Sarah says I didn't say I didn't I didn't see anything. I didn't I didn't see anything. 
Elijah says, go back. Seven times, Elijah says, go back and look. I see, I see rain. On the seventh time, the, the servant says, I saw a cloud the size of a man's hand coming up from the sea. Okay? And it began to rain. Uh, a, a, a huge rainstorm happened after that. The point I make with all that is when we have prophetic insight, it means it is future, in, uh, future oriented, but it's not based upon circumstance or present circumstances. So prophetic insight is future oriented. It is not based on current circumstances. Okay, it's cool. I'm gonna give you context in a minute because here's the thing: the world is look is in panic mode because they're looking at what's going on right now and they're having a false prophetic. Because I said fear is a false prophetic saying, "Oh my God, this thing is never gonna go away, and this is how things are always gonna be." Because it because nobody has the answer. As a matter, I listened to somebody. I'm not gonna tell you who it was. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, he's so great." He was saying this thing is never gonna go away. That's not God. Okay, because we have prophetic insight, it is going to go away, but it's not based upon present circumstances. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how God gives you the secret in a minute. So the other thing is that somebody said my prophetic insight is not based upon my present circumstances. I can't look at what I'm, what I'm seeing, and then determine what God is gonna do. Because if I look at what I'm seeing, what I'm physically seeing, I may just be like, listen, this is this a, this is whole situation. Okay, regardless, even if it does get worse. We still have prophetic insight to see how God is going to bring us out. The other thing is our prophetic insight is attached to our obedience. That means action is doing and doing what God told you to do in uh, in obedience. Now that servant, after the first two three times of Elijah saying, "Listen, uh, go back and look," he might have been like, "Listen, I'm serving um, a, a leader that's a little kooky for cocoa puffs. I'm not going out here. I just told him two times that I don't see that, but he went seven times." And on the seventh time, see, sometimes you just have to operate in obedience. God, sometimes God tells you to do something, but he doesn't tell you why, what's going to happen, why you need to be obey. You have to just obey. Just do what God told you to do. Okay? So when God gives you instructions, which he will give you instructions, just be obedient. Okay, when you have prophetic insight, you see with spiritual eyes what others cannot see. Okay, I'm going to say that again. When you have prophetic insight, you see with spiritual eyes what, what, what carnal people cannot, cannot see. Okay, can't see. And let's be clear, you can be a Christian and be carnal. Okay, so just because someone is a Christian does not mean that they have prophetic accuracy or the, or the, the prophetic operated within them. The Bible says, you know, people by, the, by how they talk, you know, uh, you know out of the abundance of the heart, excuse me, the mouth speaks. So you will know a Christian is carnal by how they talk. Okay. So you can be carnal and still be a Christian. Okay. So prophetic insight positions you and prepares you. It positions you and it prepares you. So you should be having divine instructions. God, what are you telling me to do right now? Again, I, for those who just came in, I said, I said to God, uh, I mean, excuse me, God, I said, God, God said to me, he said, your 2021, he said, your 2020 right now is only preparing you for 2021. So I've been really, I've been resting, but busy at the same time. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm taking this opportunity to slow down, to not be so busy. I extremely booked out the water. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I had clients booked up on Saturday, but I made sure after I got to a certain amount of people, I'm not, I'm still resting. So, so I'm not, I'm not telling you not to rest, but I'm saying God, God woke me up in my sleep. I'm going to tell you what he told me to do. He woke me up out of my sleep. 
um, this time this week told me to work on this. So everything I'm doing right now, I have, I'm not doing it because I want you to think Samaria's nice and she's wonderful. Look how accomplished. I don't, I don't care if you like me, if not you all who are listening, but people like me, you like me. If you don't, I, I, I don't care. I, I don't do what I do for the praise of people. But what I am saying is that I've been very busy because I heard from God, not because it's a trend, how much money I'm going to make, what was this going to happen? Uh, how are people going to see me? I don't care about none of that. But God whispered, I'm ready. this is what I want you to do. He said, your 2021 is getting ready to come. But your 2020 is preparation. And again, my pastor told us, that sometimes God has had, have allowed us to slow down because he's redeeming the time. And then he said, there's something that we should have accomplished 10 years ago. God has given us this space and time to accomplish it now. Okay. So your prophetic insight prepares you. That means I see, I know what God is getting ready to do at this time or am I next? And he's preparing me. Now I want to deal with this lie. They tell you all the time in church in church. Now y'all know I love my church and I love leaders and I will never dishonor them. But I, but I heard this in church a lot of times and it's really a cultural context. It's not really a biblical context. So what they tell you is God will give you something that you're not prepared for. Hallelujah. And we went around church. Oh, God is going to give me something. He has not. And we shout and we follow. Oh God, but that's not the Bible. Mm -mm. Let, let me tell you this. God will always prepare you for what he has for you. Always. He's not, he's not an irresponsible God. He will always prepare you. Now the context is this. He may not prepare you like the world prepares you. So you may, God may birth you in a business. He's not telling you that or for me, he may not necessarily uh, tell you to get an MBA, but maybe he does. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he might, may not prepare you the way that other people in the secular world are preparing, but he will put you in places and stages and phases in life to prepare you before he opens the door, up a door for you. He don't give you something that you haven't been prepared for. You just may not be prepared in the, the traditional way that people say that you have to be prepared for, but he is going to prepare you. When Jesus came to earth, okay, and he uh, began to do his ministry, uh, he operated under a divine authority. So much so that the Sadducees and the Pharisees were like, who gave you that authority? Why did they tell him that? Because he came with authority more than them and he didn't go through their schools or their rankings or their certifications to get that level of anointing and authority. And here he is attracting masses of people um, um, going against their system, not following their rules, having an anointing, but he was still prepared. Let's be clear from the, he was still prepared. The Bible talks about, we, we know of Jesus when he was eight years old, he started, he tried to launch his ministry prior to his time. He's teaching the temple. His parents rep, reprimanded him. We don't hear from him again until he's 30 years old. What did he do in between from eight to 30 or from birth to 30? He was preparing. Okay. We don't understand the silent years, but he didn't just come out the gate you know, he was being prepared and if Jesus has to be prepared, so do we. So let's talk about this in another scripture context. So prophetic insight reveals, prophetic insight reveals and prophetic insight also eases fears and it reveals what is hidden to the natural man. Okay, so it eases fear. So let me give an example. Again, scripture context, 2 Kings 6, 15 through 18. Okay, 2 Kings 6. 15 through 18. Elijah, this is the next, the second Elijah. I always get the names, uh, the pronunciations messed up. So I just say Elijah, but the second one, the servant that was to the second one. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, okay. <laughs> second Kings 15 through 18. So Elijah and his servant were being chased. Listen, they were being chased by uh, an army. Okay. Now the servant gets nervous. I'm paraphrasing. You can look it up on your own. He gets nervous. And he says, oh my goodness. Uh, Elijah, they're, they're chasing after us because it looks like there's an army of opposition and enemies surrounding them. 
How many of us have had or felt like we have so much opposition that it feels like God is not there? But listen to Elijah says, don't be afraid. This is what he said. There are more for you than there, there are more for us than against us. He was not saying that to just an encouraging word. And don't worry about it. It's more for you. than a, No, no, no. He was saying because it was a statement of fact. He saw prophetically. Okay, so then the servant is still afraid. And then Elijah prayed, he says, open his eyes so he may see. Uh, Open his eyes so he may see. So God opened the servant's eyes and he saw that there was a great army of the Lord that outweighed the the army that was coming against them. But the servant was, was initially seeing through his carnal eyes, through the eyes of fear. But Elijah saw prophetically what was really going on and he was able to be calm and not be afraid because even though it looked like there was an enemy surrounding them, there was really more for them than there was against them. Okay, this is another thing that, that prophetic insight does. Y'all, y'all, this, this is good, dude. This is good to me. This is good to my soul, y'all. It really is. It also causes spiritual blindness, y'all to those who are not for you or against you. Elijah then prayed, Lord, strike the enemy with blindness. So it t- and, the, and God did what Elijah requested because the affection and favorite prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You can ask God what, what, he, what, what you want as long as it's in his will and he'll do it. That's a whole different teaching from a different time. So the enemy was was struck with blindness, so they couldn't pursue Elijah and his ser- and their servant like they had intended to. How many people have you ever have opposition of people? That's why you don't never hear me talk about people don't like me and people haters and why people don't like. I don't. You know why? You supposed to not like me. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't care. I'm just saying that God will cause people to not like you or to be even an opposite or to not see you or even reject you because He knows that they're going to be a distraction in your life. So sometimes God has to hide you in plain sight so wrong people don't connect to your destiny. Oh, that's good to me. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes God, I had to say it again, y'all. I, when it get good to my soul, I got to say it again because it just, it just good. It just good. <laughs> sometimes God has to hide you in plain sight so wrong people don't connect to your destiny or wrong opportunities. I thank God for my season of, of being hidden because there are so many things I was able to accomplish that I would have never have been accomplished in front of people. There are people when they know what God has for you, they will try to connect with you, not because of being authentically for you or because they can help your life in any way is because they are clout chasers. And so God has to cause you to be rejected or not being seen by people you think you need to be seen by. Okay. So he has to cause spiritual blindness in them so that you can mature, develop, and operate in your prophetic gift. Sometimes every opportunity that comes your way is not really a God opportunity. Everyone that says, hey, I love you, is not for you. Everyone that, that wants to connect with you does not mean they have capacity for you. And God has to cause spiritual blindness because some of y'all, maybe you like me, you'd have been just so nice to people. You would have had them in your circle anyway because you're just that nice. Knowing good and well, they're not for you. So God has to cause spiritual blindness. He has to cause people not to like you. I, I know people right now that have rejected me and I th- that rejected me and I'm, and I'm not mad about it. I, I just, I'm not mad about it. I promise you, but I'm using it as an example. But I say, thank God. Thank God, because you have been awake to my assignment. I don't have time to deal with your insecurities and what's going on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Unless, unless you're my client, 
uh, in my counseling bit, uh, practice, I just don't have the, the I, I, you know, you would have been awake to me because we're not on the same page. I'm about, I'm about 10 years ahead of you, even we just, even though we're the same age, because we're not, we're, we're not operating in the same uh, stratosphere. And I'd have had to slow up for you to show up. And I, I'm not about that. I'm not about slowing up for you to show up. You gotta get with the program. But I'm not stopping and slowing and petting your emotions and all that kind of stuff. Unless you're my client, like I said, even then there's boundaries. But in my personal life, I'm not slow enough for somebody to show up and, and then having to bring myself low and make myself feel less than for you, for someone else. So I thank God for rejection. I do thank God for rejection because guess what? The people that will reject you, God has people that are for you, but he has to cause spiritual blindness in people that you would necessarily, that you would look to so that he can position you for people who he has for you. That's good to me. I'll show. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just playing. Fuji's are we almost done? We're gonna talk about why this is important, but I'll literally we were almost done. Prophetic insight gives you accurate perception. Now, here's the thing about perception that a lot of people don't don't get. Our pain often dictates our perception. Our pain can dictate our perception. So what that means is this: you can perceive things to be a certain kind of way, and it's not really that way. It's your perception. It's your perception. You think everybody's against you. Everybody's a hater. People don't like all these things, but they're not real. They're based upon your pain and the lens by which you see things. For example, y'all, I just took my glasses off. I am very nearsighted. If I take my glasses off, I can see me. But when I'm start looking around and start trying to read things, I can't do it because my perception is off. So I have to put my glasses on. Listen to me, so I can see clearly because once I put my glasses on, everything is clear. Okay, so when we perceive things a certain kind of way, sometimes it has nothing to do with reality, but we perceive it to be a reality. We think people don't like us. We think everybody this certain kind of way every time. Oh, every you know, things are not real. But it's our it's our undealt with emotional pain. Okay, but but here's the thing about prophetic insight it gives you accurate perception because it is from a place of wholeness jesus is whole okay god when he speaks he's whole he's healed he is not he healing comes from him is what i'm saying he's not you know he didn't have to be healed god know what i mean he is he is a whole god healing virtue comes from him and so when he begins to give us prophetic accuracy or a prophetic uh, uh insight he gives a perception that is based upon the reality or the spiritual realm not based upon our pain so perception is mental capacity it is awareness and is understanding okay mental capacity awareness or understanding so let's talk about this a new scripture scriptural context excuse me First Chronicles 12, 32 says, the sons of Ishakar, and I'm reading it from New Living Translation. Again, First Chronicles 12, 32, sons of Issachar were, were leaders, okay, within the camp, okay? But all of them had the anointing, the gifts of knowing the times and the seasons, and they knew, the New Living tra uh, Translation says they knew the best action to take. So based upon their correct perception of what, of, the, of what God was doing, then they knew what the best action or the next actions for the people of Israel to take. Why? Because they had correct uh, perception. The King James Version says they knew the times and seasons. So then they knew what, what, what the next actions to take. So when you are, when you have prophetic insight, you understand what time we're in, what seasons we're in, and what what's the best direction to take. Okay. So the prophetic insight keeps you knowing the times and seasons. And again, what's my next step based upon what, what God is doing. If you know God is getting ready to do this, 
uh, at this amount of time, this time from now, what would you do to prepare? And so when you, when you have prophetic insight and it's clear, you know what to do next. Okay. Now, let me give you this, this example. I had a dream of how the prophetic insight um, operates here. So I had a dream, this is some years ago. And in the dream, I had just moved into a new home. It was a new, it was a two bedroom home, two bedroom apartment actually. And so in the dream, uh, I had moved, but I needed all these things. Like I needed like a, like basic st house stuff. Like I needed a new bed. I needed a new mattress. I needed a new desk. Uh, I was just dabbling, starting my business and um, writing. And I used to get myself like a new, like a, a laptop every so often because I, you know, I wear, I, I'm hard on laptops. So I needed a new laptop in the, in this dream. And so in the dream, my mom had came to visit me and, uh, and we were just looking around and things. And then my mom sees a door that I hadn't seen before. So she opens the door and in the, in, when she opens, there's this huge bedroom and in the bedroom is everything that I need. It was like, it was like, um, it was like dresser drawers and it was like a whole huge bed. It was desks, it was laptops. I mean, everything was on my list of things I needed. It was in this room and the room was brightly lit. And in the dream, I had a, like a vision within the dream. And in the dream, I saw the previous tenant and the tenant was saying, I, he was writing in his journal and he was saying, I really don't want to leave, but I guess I have to. And so whatever was happening, and this is a dream within a dream, y'all. We're going to talk about dream interpretations, like down the line. Like, I don't, I don't know when, but down the line. So in the dream, the previous tenant had to leave, leave, leave suddenly, and he couldn't keep his stuff. So he had to hurry up and leave suddenly and leave all his stuff behind. I don't know why. All the stuff behind. So when I ended up moving into the apartment in this dream, y'all, Every, everything that he had now belonged to me because now I was now the tenant in that in that apartment. So the, the ter dream interpretation is this, is that everything that we need oftentimes is already there. We just have to open our eyes to be able to see it. That open door, that door that my mom opened was representing of an open door and everything that I needed. Also is represent of, representing of the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. But prophetic insight gives you insight to what's there that you didn't already see. We're waiting for something to happen, but sometimes our, everything that you need is already there on the inside of you. You just need to be like uh, Elijah's servant, or Elijah said to his servant, Lord, open my eyes so that I can see. Okay? The prophetic gives accurate discernment and discern. So, prophetic uh, insight uh, and discernment kind of go hand in hand, but they're not the same thing. Discernment is the ability to judge well. Okay, and I'm not like just like put people down to pursue perceive what's really going on. Prophetic insight is more like a revelation to reveal uh, uh, what is going on that other people can't see. It also gives you clarity of direction. Because remember, the prophetic is future oriented. Insight is more like a revelation. So God gives you um, a revelation or revealing of what's there, what's getting ready to happen, what's getting ready to happen, and then the prophetic gives you direction, but discernment comes along with it, okay? And the last few things here, why is this important? Why, because there are so, I mean, you can, I mean, you can get any book you want on the prophetic, you can, I mean, you can go to prophetic conferences, you can, I mean, you can do all that, but there's a reason why it's important in this, this right now, uh, there's a reason why it's important right now. So I'm giving you scripture context. We're just about done. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says, forget all, 18 through 19, I'm New Living Translation. Forget all that is nothing, forget all that. So forget what happened in the past. Forget about it. What's, what's past is past. And it says, there's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Verse 19, for I'm about to do a new thing 
See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Now the King James Version is, King James Version says, See, behold, I do a new thing. Shall ye not perceive it? Uh, I will make pathways. Pathways is a symbolic of new opportunities or open doors in the wilderness. A wilderness is uncultivated uh, and, 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 and chaotic things, okay? Cha chaotic places. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm getting ready to open up doors. So this is the, the, the thing. God is doing a new thing. and It's already begun right now. So the people that are telling you we're going to go back to normal, they're not telling you the truth. We're not going back to normal. We're going back to a new normal. Okay. Now, a lot of times when I say we're not going back to normal, fear can can resonate in people because we think we're gonna because normal is was familiar. But when God's getting ready to shift you, you can't go back to what was. We're not gonna go back to what was, but you can miss it. It is possible to miss what God is, what doors God is opening up for you, what your what your next is, the benefit of the next, because you don't operate in prophetic insight. So it's really important that you begin to ask God to prophetically open my eyes. You cannot take an old, an old mindset into a new season. This 2020 is only preparing you for what God is getting ready to do in 2021. But like I said, it is up to us to begin to prepare for what God is getting ready to do in 2021. But he's giving us this time and this season to prepare. Now, I, uh, I only know. I can, I, can, I can speak in general what God is doing for us as the body of Christ, but I'm talking about my individual assignment for Samaria. I know what God has told me to do, but everyone has a different assignment and different purpose. So you still have to see God uh, 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 in, your, in, your, uh, in your time. God, what do you want me to do right now? I do not want to miss it. And the truth of the matter, there are people that are missing it now. But God said, I'm doing a new thing. The old is past. It's gone. Okay, and now that sounds mean, but let me tell you how scripture context it is. Uh, Joshua one, when God, when Joshua was put into place, God said, "My servant Moses is dead. I've chosen you to lead the people to the promised land." Now, some people, if God had said that, listen, uh, you know, whoever your leader was, listen, your leader's dead now. You know, get it together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it sounds mean, but God was telling him a factual statement. What was old? Okay, and last year it's dead, it's not there anymore. And if you are waiting for something to return back to normal from what it was, it's not going to happen. But there's going to be a new and a greater that's happening. And you have to position yourself on the side of greater through preparation and prophetic insight. Um, again, first Samuel, God told uh, the prophet Samuel, he said, listen, he said, listen, King Saul, he said, why are you, he said, how long are you gonna keep mourning him seeing that I have rejected him? Then he gives him prophetic, so he gives him prophetic insight uh, to say, listen, I'm anointing a new king, and he gives him instructions of what to do. But guess what? The old king, I rejected him. He's not dead. He's just been rejected. It's a new season, and it's a new time, and we really have to be able to hear God. God, what are you doing? Okay, don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. Don't be so stuck on what was that you don't get excited for what's next. What, don't get so excited about what was and what you have accomplished because you can accomplish something all the way up until now and then you don't prepare for what's next and you're still out of line. I mean, out of, out of, you're out of, out of the will of God, okay? Um, the, 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 the scripture talks about the, the five versions, the, the 10 versions, five are wise, five are foolish. But what made the five foolish was because they, they did not prepare and they did not have prophetic insight, okay? 
They did not prepare. They did not prepare their lamp. They did not prepare to wait. So why, why the people of, um, so why the, 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 the wise um, virgins were ushered into their new, their new opportunity, the old ones were stuck outside the door because when, when the door opened, they were found someplace else out of position. So you got to be rightly positioned. You have to be rightly positioned and prepared for what God is getting ready to do. Okay, so the, the word of the Lord is to prepare, 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 prepare. H how do I prepare? I begin to seek God. God, what are you doing? What do you want me to do? Get up early in the morning. David said, early in the morning, I will seek you. Okay, okay? make sure you know, because listen, God will speak to you sometimes concerning that day, concerning that uh, week, concerning that month. It doesn't always mean it's going to happen. Sometimes you just pray and God just encouraging you. Sometimes he just shows you his word. Sometimes he just, it doesn't always happen that way. But God will speak to you concerning what to do even that day. The other, a couple of days ago when I said, God woke me up out of my sleep, he was telling me what to do that day. And I said, well, I'll just, I'll just sleep a little bit longer. It was really early in the morning. It was about one o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, I'll just sleep a little bit longer. But I couldn't fall back to sleep. So I got up and just did what he told me to do right then and there. That was my assignment for that day. By the end of the day, I accomplished what God told me to do. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just telling you, have your ear. God, God does not want you to miss your moment. Okay? But you got to be ready. Be open. Say, God... What do you want me to do? What are you saying to me? I, I want that that vision, that dream, that vision that you that you called me to, the anointing, the place. Everyone's telling me new, but what, what is my new? What is my new? Okay, so make sure you're doing what God has for you to do. Last year, they mentioned you, because here's the, the difference between being productive and being busy. There's a difference between being productive and being busy. You can be busy doing a lot of different things, even finding success in your business, and you're busy, but it's still not what God wants you to do, okay? So just because you're successful at it does not mean that's what God wants you to do. God, sometimes you can be out of line. Like you're wasting time because you're over here doing this, trying to figure this out. God says, that's good, but I, I didn't tell you to do that. I'm, I want you to be over here. I'm going to position you for something greater over here, but you you over here in the wrong spot. You are, you are out of alignment. Okay. And again, you can be busy and not see manifestation because you're working on what God did not tell you to work on. So we have to, we have to be prophetically, have a prophetic insight of what God is doing now. Okay. So divine alignment is our next uh, live y'all. We're going to talk about how you are, you know, have to be in right position. Okay, so we, we talked about prophetic accuracy. We talked about prophetic utterances. We talked about prophetic decrees. Today, we talked about prophetic insight. And now we're going to talk about next, next, next slide, next time. We're going to talk about what is called divine alignment. Divine alignment, which is a divine positioning. How do I position myself correctly? Listen, I'm going to speak prophetically to some of y'all. There are some of y'all that you don't have much longer to wait. That's what I heard in my spirit. You don't have much longer to wait. There's some things that you've been waiting on God for, that you've been preparing for God for, um, preparing for God, even waiting a long time. But the word of the Lord is you don't have much further. You're right on the brink of it. So keep being faithful, keep being consistent, keep doing what you're doing, keep preparing, but you're right on the brink of the manifestation. All right. Thank you guys so much. My name is Samaria M. Cobra. You can check me out at samariacobra.com. Don't forget, I have a new podcast that just came out. I have a new training course, but uh, be blessed, be highly favored, and I will see y'all next time where we're talking about divine alignment and divine positioning. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful remainder of your... Sunday. Bye.